to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we help you transform your life, leadership, and career. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We believe that what you've overcome makes you a leader. With a little help from two experienced coaches, that's us, you'll find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. You were born to be an overcomer. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to a brand new episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. And actually, the very first episode where I have my co-host and best friend and business partner with me, Rachel Perman. So this is your official welcome, Rachel. Thanks, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Mandy and I have not done a podcast together in a while. And for any of you guys that are new to our story, we actually started out with a little radio show in the basement of one of our local churches. So it's Super fun to actually be back and using a microphone and being a part of the podcasting world again. It really is. And it's it's kind of funny because we've like you were a guest on the show a couple times mm-hmm. when I hosted it myself. But I just to be honest, guys, I was just really missing my bestie. <laughs> I just love the depth of conversations that we can have and sometimes even the surface surface level conversations where we just kind of have fun and be quirky. And I think think that our audience will enjoy having that back again because the people that have stayed with us through the entire time, like who maybe started out with us when we used to be the girls on the Big Blue Couch show, Mm -hmm. um, they will probably just feel like, oh, it's like sitting with my two best friends again. Right. It's, it's, I I hope so. I hope that's what they feel like. I think we're probably a little bit more of a grown up version of those girls. Sometimes it's like, feels like so long ago from when the girls on the Big Blue Couch show actually happened Mm -hmm. um, to now. But yeah, I I missed it more than I thought I would when you decided to Mm -hmm. do a solo cast. I was like, oh, cool. I'm not going to want to do that ever again. The funny thing is like a few times throughout the last like year or two, I've come out with my own little version of a solo cast podcast. It's like four episodes, guys. So don't go looking for it or anything like that. Because apparently I do miss actually getting and getting on a microphone and and speaking through a topic in a way that's so different than like writing Mm -hmm. about a topic. Yeah. So um, this episode is called Where Do We Go From Here? And it's interesting because this is not the original episode that we recorded for episode 68. It is not. This and is nobody <laughs> will ever hear that episode because we recorded it a couple of days ago and it wasn't our best. No, there was nothing really was excellent nothing about, about it. it. It was mediocre cold coffee at yes. best. Like it was not not great. Not that the topic wasn't appropriate or anything like yeah. that. It was just... It didn't seem like that was really the message we wanted to come out with for our very first podcast episode together. No. And so this episode, Where Do We Go From Here?, is really taking into an account the the things that have happened in our nation um, over the last couple, like, well, basically since it turned 2021, mm-hmm. but also what's been happening in the world over the last couple of years. Right. And I think, you know, one of the things that that is really a passion for Rachel and I is we actually really truly care about creating an environment where you can learn from other people and and learn from differing points of view and not um not have polarizing conversations. I think that's really mm-hmm. I, hopefully I'm picking the right words. Picking words has been just 
a crapshoot lately, honestly. <laughs> it's kind of funny that we decided to re-record on right. today because we actually just got done recording four videos for mm. a company that we're doing some leadership training with, um, both coming in live and working with their leadership team, but also doing uh, these videos. So usually we don't push into, oh, let's record one more thing. Right. But we got to talking about this conversation mm-hmm. that we want to have. And we decided, hey, while we're passionate about it and while we're talking about it, let's go and actually re-record this podcast. Because um, being able to communicate in the midst of high emotions is a skill that we all need to have. But right mm-hmm. now, um, if there's anything that Mandy and I can teach um, you guys that are listeners or for you to be able to share with your own um, friends and family, it's probably this skill. Mm-hmm. And it's really actually more of a listening technique than even a communication technique. Because right now, um, we're having a really hard time listening to each other in the United mm-hmm. States. Now, you might be listening to this not in the United States, um, and you might be watching it on the news and or you on know, Twitter, I'm, social media. Right. Watching it from somewhere and you're like, what is happening? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not really sure either. We, we don't know what's <laughs> happening either. But we do know that to dissolve, um, to dissolve conflict and kind of and kind of find this common ground again and to be able to take down the emotions, mm-hmm. it's not just these calls for like, oh, we need to have unity. Oh, we need to do these things. Like we need some literal action steps on mm-hmm. what it takes to do this because it, it's going to take individuals doing this. It's going to take it you and me and and all of us learning how to listen to each other and asking um, questions without having mm-hmm. to know how we're going to retaliate for this to change. That's how unity happens. Mm-hmm. That's how um, we find, you know, calls for healing and calls for hope. Like we want to give you guys something tangible to be able to do to not only help yourself mm-hmm. right now, if you're feeling like, oh gosh, what is going to happen next, but also to share with others. Mm-hmm. So we want to, we want to share something with you that is um, a, a listening technique that we created um, that, that we've been using for the entire seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been included in content that we used to call the con- the honor code of conflict resolution. So if you go way, way back to the very <laughs> beginning of the She Who Overcomes, ep- ep- she Who Overcomes podcast, and I don't remember which episode it is, but if you're binging it, you'll find it. Um, so we used to have content that we called the honor code of conflict resolution, and um, that's what you can find in mm-hmm. like the vault of these podcast episodes. But what we realized over time is that so many people would listen to that content and and go to workshops or or sit in a session with us on that content. And they would look at it from the point of view of how they could fix other people. And <laughs> yes, they would. That is not um gonna work, first no. of all. Because no, you and can't that 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 does not work people. right now. No, like it if definitely you are doesn't. literally listening to this in real time. And honestly, Mandy and I were talking about how when this comes out, it's going to be after the inauguration. Um, mm-hmm. We do not know what is going to happen we in the next 10 ball. days. Nope. Um, and so it'll it'll be interesting to see where the world is at, where the United States yes. is at in the next month when this, not even month, it feels like a month, but it's yeah. what, like two weeks before the first, yeah. before the first of this February. episode comes out. Um, but as we've seen, a lot can happen it can. in a short amount of time. So hopefully this is going to be really timely information because this problem isn't going away. No. Um, and us learning how to listen and to communicate better is one way that we can we can bring unity to mm-hmm. our own lives. And when we can 
do that in our own spaces, that ripples out to our, our jobs and our environment. And honestly, everybody needs this technique they right do. now. They do. And I think, you know, anytime you are looking at leadership content and leadership training and and what are companies looking for and what do we need as individuals, mm-hmm. the content around better communication skills and conflict transformation or conflict resolution, whatever you want to call it. I like transformation better, but um, that is content that people want because mm-hmm. it is something that we have, um, unless you keep practicing it, you kind of forget that it's important. Oh, yeah. And so what we want to share with you today is something that will help you rebuild respect. It will help you rebuild connecting with people who see things differently than you. Um, like Rachel said, we don't know what is what has happened from like January 13th on because we're actually recording this on January 13th. But um, I guarantee that this is still a skill that that will apply no yes. matter what happens in the world around us. So what what we call this skill is here. It is an active listening technique that builds trust and common ground, and it diffuses the behaviors and emotions that fan the flames of conflict. It's called here, H-E-A-R, and it's an acronym. So we want to take the rest of this episode to quickly go through this. This is definitely not a workshop. This is not a coaching mm-hmm. session. This is quickly giving you this acronym so that you can start getting familiar with it. You can start um, applying it because you you don't have to sit in a workshop no. to apply these concepts. No, They're you very, do not. very simple. Um, and if you do need more help with it, then that's when you should definitely hire us to come and either work with you one-on-one or work with you with your team with workplace training because this can get very in-depth. And when you are working with diverse individuals... Um, High emotions. High emotions. There's a lot to work through. So the very first letter, H, in this acronym, it stands for humility. Mm. (laughs) There's the kicker, guys. We go right out of the gate with the one that really, honestly, it's an acronym, but it's it's done in order and Mm -hmm. on purpose because conflict resolution, transformation cannot happen in the midst of high emotions. And right now... That is literally what we're seeing happen. It does not matter which side of the political spectrum you find yourself. Um, All of our representatives in the United States are dealing with some major um, emotions right now. Some of them are probably dealing with some PTSD after what happened last week. Um, They are all operating out of fear on both sides. And Mm -hmm. that does not create an environment where listening can happen. It creates an environment where, where solutions are thought of, but they're often like extreme or they're maybe not helpful, but they're what we feel like in the moment um, is at least giving us something to do. Mm-hmm. And this technique is going to help you kind of dissolve some of that like high, high emotion um, and be able to kind of have these conversations because humility is that first thing that you need to do. So what does humility look like, Mandy? Mm-hmm. You know, I think humility really looks like realizing that you don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That um, you don't have to be prideful. You don't have to think that you're the top dog on the block who has to teach everybody something. Um, Humility is that attribute that allows you to be courteous and respectful um, and kind. Mm -hmm. I, I really think humility and kindness go hand in hand. 
And humble people are not doormats. They're not. You can still be a very strong and assertive, um, courageous, confident person and have humility at the same time. And it's it's really um, realizing that, first of all, humility is powerful because it creates an atmosphere of safety like, oh, and vulnerability. Sure. Yes. And I think, don't you think, too, humility is one of those things that doesn't actually come out so much in words. It comes out in your tone and your body mm-hmm. language. Like that, that, that environment of safety that you just said, that is... That mm-hmm. is a leadership technique that, or a leadership quality that more leaders need to embrace because yes. this idea of posturing yourself in a way that is humble instead of prideful mm-hmm. already starts to dissolve conflict before you even get into a conversation with somebody. When you come mm-hmm. into a conversation thinking that I'm going to make sure that my tone of voice and my body language is one that is not feeling like the other person is going to be attacked. Mm-hmm. That it's an open um, conversation and I am willing to listen and have this hard conversation and lean in and not one of arms crossed, defensive, mm-hmm. sharp words, all of that kind of stuff. That all goes into humility. It's so much bigger than just, oh, I'm going to be humble. Like it really mm-hmm. comes down to your words, how you're saying your words and your body language. Yep. And I think when it comes to activating this this skill of humility it really will take you um, humbling yourself and setting aside assumptions that you know what the other person is thinking, feeling, um, you know what they're doing, you know what they mean. Like humility is not that. It is not assuming that you've got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. It it really is setting aside all of that to be able to to hear the other person and consider things from a different perspective. Absolutely. It also stops that idea that you know what they need mm-hmm. or how to solve the problem that they have. Oftentimes that's a pride thing where we're like, oh, well, we know exactly. Like if they just thought this way or if they just mm-hmm. you know read this thing or if they just were listening to this person, then that it would all be fixed. Mm-hmm. That's not how um, people feel validated or listened to or that they are safe to share their ideas and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So the second letter of here is E. And the E stands for expectation. And there's something we have to understand about that. And that's this. We all naturally have expectations when we go into conflict. And a lot of times, the expectation that we have is that we're going to prove our point and we're going to defend ourselves. We go in wanting to teach something instead of wanting to learn something. Like That's Mm -hmm. just our natural default most of the time. So we have to learn to shift our perspective on that and realize that we need to go into conflict, into um, moments of very different different opinions of a conversation, go into it with the expectation to learn something, Mm -hmm. to learn something about the other person, to learn something about a topic that maybe you don't have experience in. Um, just because you haven't experienced something that somebody is saying has happened in their life doesn't mean it's not true. Right. You you have to have that expectation of it, this is my chance to to learn from the other person, mm-hmm. to grow stronger because I'm learning something new that I don't understand. Right. It really is an opportunity. And like when you mm-hmm. go into it thinking that way, you know, once you've humbled yourself. Um, and you go into a conversation expecting to learn something instead of teach something, that literally changes the trajectory of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like there's such power in just having that kind of a mindset going into the conversation. Like the other person doesn't even realize, mm-hmm. you know, what you're coming to the table with. Like they're probably feeling 
like they're defensive. Right. They're feeling like they are going to be attacked. And so when you come in to a conversation with this idea of expectation of wanting to learn something and literally being able to stop talking, mm-hmm. like part of this is just being able to stop talking and stopping that that internal thing we have where we're coming up with our next argument. Right. Some of it really just is that skill of being able to do that. That dissolves a lot of that defensiveness. It dissolves mm-hmm. this distrust or what that other person might be thinking or feeling coming into a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So the third letter, A, stands for ask. And we are not asking Enough of the right questions. <laughs> right. I, I love that you said right questions because right. we're asking a lot of questions. We're asking a lot of questions. But a lot of the times, the questions that we ask, if we're not prepared and we haven't done this where we sat down and realized, oh, how can I be humble in this situation? Mm-hmm. And how can, like, what kind of expectations do I need to change in this in this conversation and in this conflict? then we're not going to ask the right questions. We're going to keep asking the same questions like, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or, or why? why? Like accusatory questions. Right. We're really good at that we right are, now. Right? Like, well, what about this? It was happening then. Why doesn't right. that matter now? Right. Or why didn't you say something then? Why are you saying something right. now? Or, or why are you, do you believe this way when you used to believe that way? Like it, it's actually, you know, it's they're probably trying to ask right. a question and get to know maybe more about it, but it comes out in such mm-hmm. a way that it just shuts down. Mm-hmm. communication because now everybody's feeling on edge. It right. happens even on social media. It does. Like, oh, that's it probably doesn't the worst have place. to be like, guys, this is not just verbal communication. This is written communication. Mm-hmm. And honestly, right now, how we write on social media, how we write on blog, like if we're commenting on a blog mm-hmm. or if we're on social media or we're doing emails, you guys, this this works. Yep. Whether you're verbally communicating or you're communicating with your words mm-hmm. through a screen. Because these things that we're talking about, you guys, you feel these feelings of defensiveness and wanting to prove your point when you read it just as often as you do when somebody is in front of your face saying it. Right. And I I don't know that there are a lot of people that do this right now, but one of the things that I do is, is when I start to reply to something online in a conversation that is full of uh, conflict possibilities or <laughs> conflicting opinions. Right. First of all, um, I, I usually steer clear of saying anything because saying anything online can be taken the wrong way. And it's usually not in an, an environment that is um, safe for open discussion. No. And some of it too is because there is no tone of voice or body right. language. Like you're just yep. left with the words and then you interpret it. Right. However you want to interpret it in your right. own worldview. But if I do leave a comment on a topic like this that is is full of high emotions and differing opinions, I usually type it out and then ask myself, okay, is that first of all what I really want to say? Mm-hmm. Can this be taken the wrong way and blown out of proportion? And if so, is there a better way to say it? And if the answer to that is, yes, it can be blown out of proportion and no, there's not a better way to say it. The next thing I ask myself is, do I need to say it at all? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we don't. Like, um, We need to realize when when we want to invite chaos into our life and when we don't. Because sometimes you need to. You do sometimes. Sometimes there is some fallout to certain things and, and that's mm-hmm. appropriate and necessary. But um, Mandy just gave you guys an amazing tip. Do not hit send. Right, right away. Do not hit reply right away. Like yeah. literally read through what you are writing mm-hmm. because sometimes it could be said a different way. Sometimes it doesn't have to be said at all. Or sometimes you have to realize there might be 
some fallout or some consequences to saying what you need to say. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you don't say it, but knowing ahead of time. Right. It prepares you so Oh yeah. Some of us so are, much better. are filled with so much anxiety and and like emotional upheaval from our social media feeds because we are playing into the drama without realizing right. it. So Plus, that's something to ask yourself. Like ask has two different sides to it. And one that we've never talked about really is asking yourself these type of questions. Like what do I need to post? What shouldn't I post? Right. But also when you are in an actual conversation with somebody where conflict is already there or mm-hmm. it could happen quickly, one of the questions that we should start asking more is tell me more about that. Like, and maybe maybe phrase it like this. Like, this seems especially important to you. Can you tell me more about that? Or I really want to understand where you're coming from. Can you tell me more about your story or tell me more about how you see this mm-hmm. or or what what you've been through. Like, tell right. me how you see it so we that actually, I can understand. We actually had a friend of ours who who posed a question yes. to Mandy and I in such a way that I thought was such a great question. Mm-hmm. And she asked us, when did your views start changing? Mm-hmm. And I thought that That's that was such a great, great open-ended discussion question. First of all, it was when I was like, oh gosh, when did, yeah. you know, the, the, the things that we were talking about at the time, because um, she has known us since we were both little girls. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you, as you grow up, things do change. The way you look at the world changes, your viewpoints change. And I thought that was such a great question of when did your viewpoint start to change? And that wasn't an accusation because that one, that question can be used as an accusation, but you guys, that I thought was such a great sentence or uh, such a great question because I think with many of us, um, we're finding ourselves in situations with friends or with family where there are viewpoints that we didn't realize that our friends or our family have changed on how they think about certain things. And that is a great question to go into a conversation with somebody that maybe you had similar views in the past, but now maybe they're starting to to have a different view and understanding how and why that mm-hmm. happened. Because usually it's some kind, it's not just they wake up one day and they just decide that they want to think differently than they did in the past. Oftentimes there was some kind of, um, incident mm-hmm. there was something that that started to have this trickle down effect that they now think differently than you might have thought they ever did mm-hmm. and what that question did for me is first of all it made me stop and think too we both did like, we, did, <laughs> we both had to process that question. we did but then afterwards i was just like wow nobody has ever asked me that before it almost made me feel special right like- right like <laughs> like wow like they care enough to to know, like to want to know what my experience has been Mm -hmm. and how I got from point A to point B. And usually the answer to a question like that is not short. No, it's usually a story. Like there's there's something involved in it Mm -hmm. because I think for both of us, we were both like, you know what? Honestly, it was a process. Like Mm -hmm. it might've started with one particular incident or moment in time, but it really has weaved itself into all different areas of our lives and being able to open up the dialogue around why somebody believes what they believe or what makes them think the way that they think. You guys, it's pretty fascinating. Like learning how to appreciate somebody else's story and a point of view, you only get that by asking the right questions, asking them in the right tone and not um, having these accusatory questions of why do you think that or what makes you do that or why do you think that way? Like any question, guys, just so you know, mm-hmm. any question that starts with the word why will often be one that will not um, 
dissolve conflict, it will oftentimes actually make the person more defensive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just one of those things that makes it feel like you're doing something wrong yep. or you are going to be in trouble. Um, so if you're one of those personalities that, and it's definitely somebody who has a little bit more of an analytical mindset, it is usually people's way to understand mm-hmm. more, but they don't realize why questions that start out with why feel like you're being interrogated. Oh, yeah. So if you notice that is something that you do, um, that would be a major um, red flag for mm-hmm. you to start phrasing your questions a little bit differently. And literally, we just gave you three yeah. amazing questions to use, to memorize, to have in your toolbox so mm-hmm. that when you come into these conversations, you already have some amazing questions to start um, dissolving some of mm-hmm. that animosity right away. And even asking the people closest to you, like, what are the things that I say that make you feel like like you have to defend yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the things that I say that make you feel like I'm not a safe place to have a conversation? Because I think a lot of people, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt that a lot of times people really do want to have a meaningful conversation. They just don't realize how their words come out. Right. Um, one of the things, real quick sidebar, um, <laughs> one of the things that I realized um, that I brought up on New Year's Day when we were at your place um, was that a lot of times people can't tell when I'm being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I and think she was most shocked that we actually agreed with Yeah, because both this. my husband and you were like, yeah, sometimes it's hidden. Like it just comes out so quick that people think that you are being like real, right. like that that this is a real thing you're thinking when really you're being sarcastic. And I, that is something I wasn't okay with. Like it, I probably need to work on that because, and you had said that I think it's because you're so genuine that when this comes out, people are like, does she mean that? Right. Is she being sarcastic? Like what's happening? Um, so that's a that's an area personally that I need to work on is like sarcasm because mm-hmm. um, when I am not feeling well, my words come out a little bit more sharp than I mean them to be. Mm-hmm. And sarcasm is one of the ways that really comes out sharp when I'm either tire- tired or um, maybe I'm just not feeling good or something like that. Right. My sarcasm takes over and I don't actually mean it. Right. I, I really mean it sarcastically. <laughs> I'm thinking it's more in your tone and your delivery yeah. more than anything. Yep. Because- and, and on the one hand, I'm like, wow, I should maybe feel proud of the fact that I can just whip out sarcasm so quickly that people don't know it. But then on the other hand, I'm like, no, I probably need to work on that because I don't, I really don't want people to feel like I'm being mean. Right. When I'm trying to do it to <laughs> When be you're funny. not. Right. Exactly. And I think part of that, you know, asking questions. Now, you cannot ask every person. No. What is it that I do no, you that have makes to have you a feel, you know, defensive? Like, you need to do this in a correct, um, safe environment mm-hmm. anyway. But I think this just ties right into that whole idea of creating spaces yes. where it's okay to talk about these kinds of things and making sure that we're communicating better in the future so that we maintain our connections instead of completely obliterating. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2020 was a hard year for relationships. I think 2021 we can all might be say that 2021 is path. like, hold my beer. Feels right. like, it really is. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, learning these skills right now is so crucial mm-hmm. because it's not going to get better guys. Um, you know, and we, we tend to, we, we tend to, to think that the people, I know, you know, when you said, I want to give people the mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt, it reminded me that right now, like literally if you're watching this in real time or listening to this in real time, 
it feels like the extreme sides of this issue are the majority and of when people. We, and when we say this issue, we we are talking about the political climate yes. that's happening in the United States yes. right now, but we're not going to open up a conversation about that can of like, worms. Right. It's not about which side no. you're on, but there are extreme levels of thinking on both the Republican side and the Democratic side. Because mm-hmm. as of right now, those are the two parties yep. that we have. This is the system that we work in, whether it's good, bad, or, or ugly. Like that is not what this podcast is about. But we do have to remember that most people aren't in those extremes. Mm-hmm. Most people are not going to be the kind of people you can't have this sort of a conversation with. I and mean, right. if they are, you you really usually know that and you don't mm-hmm. need to go into like that's the point that you just don't maybe reply or mm-hmm. you don't take the bait or whatever but giving people the benefit of the doubt that most of the time they really do want to learn more mm-hmm. they're just feeling unsafe they're feeling like they have to defend themselves in their position mm-hmm. because they might have dealt with somebody who had a more of extreme view um keeping that in the forefront of my mind is something i'm having to remember to do because yep. as we're watching this all play out. The media does like to to tend to like the more extreme stories. That's just how media mm-hmm. tends to work. Um, but reminding ourselves and each other that that's not where the majority of us live. Right. That is not the the norm mm-hmm. um, to have such extreme thinking where there is no possibility of healthy discourse, discord, and or creating healthy discourse. So there's mm-hmm. not all this discord anymore. Um. So. I'm just going to say it. One of the questions we probably need to throw out, and it's not even a question that people ask somebody, but it's more of a a rhetorical question. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't know how anybody could be a Christian and have this point of view. And you can fill in the blank with either side. Yeah, because it it works on both sides. But we need to throw that out because there's a lot of emotion that goes into that. And when we ask a question like that, or any other type of question that could be phrased in a similar way about a different issue, what that does is it closes the door on all of this. It right. closes the door on humility. It closes the door on on expecting to learn something. It closes the door on asking the right questions, because all that does is make us feel like we have to be defensive if we happen to be on that side that you cannot figure out how they could have that point of view. Right. And we have to learn how to have these conversations in a way that isn't polarizing, that isn't going to shut down vulnerability, mm-hmm. and that is going to take the R in here, which means respect. Respect is something that we could all have a little bit more of, right? Like I'm not uh, sure when it, it feels flew like that out. En- that entire skill has completely it has. left the building, and it's not just in the last few months. No, it's been happening for quite a long time. And respect and validation go hand in hand. Like you can validate somebody's feelings without letting go of your own, um, with without letting go of your own beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like you can still validate and respect another human being without, um, you know, losing yourself. Right. And I don't know if everybody realizes I, I'm not realizes sure they do. that. I mean, based on based on the evidence, it would seem like we we feel like there's something that's gonna be personally mm-hmm. taken away from us if we validate somebody else's life experience. Right. And and what they care about and what is what makes them passionate and, and what makes them upset and what makes them have, you know, extreme emotions. Like we 
we seem to think that we're going to lose something of mm-hmm. ourselves by being respectful to somebody else's idea. And this this is really fear-based mm-hmm. thinking. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad that you just brought up the question because we might as well come out of the right. gate saying it because Mandy and I both identify with Christianity. We are, we are women of faith and there are certain things that are happening inside the Christian community that really are um, making a lot of people scratch their heads on both sides of it and mm-hmm. just be like, I don't understand what is happening. Because I think that rhetorical question can actually be turned in such a way that it's a powerful way for you to think, why would they be thinking that way? That's right. not something you ask them. That's something that you're like, well, if I was in their shoes, why what would, would I- my fear right. be? Right now, what is it? Maybe it's not based on reality or truth, but mm-hmm. clearly it's real for them. Mm-hmm. And being it's, able to have that kind of a viewpoint, yes. that does not make your convictions any less. It no. makes you a person of empathy and respect, and right? that is only um, a powerful quality to have. Right. Really, that question of, I don't know how anybody could be a Christian and think this, think A or B, whatever way you're going to go with that, it's a pretty self-righteous question. <laughs> Right. I mean, I'm just going to call it what it is because um, the level of idolatry and self-righteousness that is happening right now within the Christian community is something we should all be feeling a little prick on our heart about. Oh, like, absolutely. oh my gosh, how like that is something we should be convicted about mm-hmm. like that. And that's a good thing because that brings change, not condemned. Right. Like, condemnation and conviction are two different things. And um, we have got to get to this point where we we stop and decide to respect another person's life experience. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even necessarily their viewpoint that we have to respect, but respect the fact that they are living a life we know nothing about. We don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. And we certainly never will if we always come at them with these polarizing thoughts and words and phrases that shut the door on conflict transformation. Right. Like we are always going to be stirring the pot of conflict if we constantly say all the same things we've said and we wonder why it's not getting better. You guys, <laughs> that is the definition of insanity. Right? right. Also, you might be wondering why you're always overwhelmed and why you're right. always feeling stressed and why your stomach is in knots and you have headaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're stirring the pot more right? than you think you are. And you exactly. just need to put the you just need to put the spoon down. Like, yeah. Put it down. Stop stirring the pot. And Really just realize that there are a lot of different ways to look at things. And just because you might be camped out at one verse in the Bible doesn't mean that everybody else is camped out at that same verse. Like there's there's a lot to learn. (laughs) I did not mean to go into this, but I'm gonna because it's somebody needs to say it. And I know we're not the only voices saying it. One of the voices that I am just appreciating right now is Beth Moore. And if you're not if if you're somebody who is in the Christian world and you haven't been paying attention to what she says. It's about time you do because we need to realize. <laughs> I can't. This is can't a woman who I'm can bring conviction with grace yes. in a way that is um, life giving. Yes, and and we need to realize that sometimes when we are trying to prove a point, we are pushing people further away from Jesus than we meant to. Right. Honestly, Bible verses have never been the way to prove a point. No, like love they, they really do bring more hurt. When you when right. you pull out one section, because to you don't say, know how somebody may or may not have been spiritually abused by oh, absolutely the word of God. It's a real thing that has happened, and just because you maybe haven't experienced it or you don't see it that way, that doesn't mean it's not true and it's not happening. Because I want to tell you right now, it is. It is like you you've probably experienced it and didn't even realize it. There are probably way more people who have been hurt by mm-hmm. um, 
Christianity use as a sword yep. and a weapon than um, you even realize. And mm-hmm. I, sometimes it's because you don't realize that you're not alone in it. And other times it's because it's never personally been done to you. Right. Or you didn't realize what it was. For for a lot of people growing up in Christianity and in churches, we sometimes don't see abusive behavior for what it is. And I'm going right. to call it for what it is because, mm-hmm. you know, I, Why not? I, I mean, if we're going to go out of the gate with this, we're going to go out of the gate with it. But um, one of the things that that I wanted to watch this year on Netflix was the Leaving Scientology. Oh, and I started watching it too, and we didn't know we were both watching. We did it. not. And you guys, like, I was not prepared for the 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 different ways that Scientology as a cult mindset were going to sound very familiar to what 1990s early 2000s Christianity was mm-hmm. like, and what it was like growing up in an evangelical church. And I know what we're saying is already going to be polarizing to some people listening. So if you have made it this far. Um, you're in the boat with us. Like you are not alone in thinking that sometimes the word of God in Christianity is too it is used too often as a weapon and people mm-hmm. don't realize it. People do. You just need to find the right circles right. of people that are talking about it. And Bethmore is a great, mm-hmm. great place to start. And and clearly we're gonna be <laughs> the same kind uh, of apparently. voices saying all the things. And and we are not um bringing this up to to cause division or to cause further problems, but right. it we're is not bringing something... it up to shame our parents no. or any of the leaders that we've had because it's really bigger or our than upbringing. that. Right. No, right. It really is something that we need to pay attention to because if we if we truly want to make a difference in this world, we need to learn some skills in how to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we're seeing, a lot of what I have even participated in in the past, like maybe not necessarily in the last couple of years, but I definitely have made some of these mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's part of the problem. And I don't want to be part of the problem anymore. I want to be part of the solution. Uh, agreed. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that I do have to say is we have to cut this short because we're going to run out of say, time on our tape. Mandy keeps looking at the time. So yeah, that must and mean I'm we like, need to wrap it up. Her? And I, I, I don't know what happened, but I thought I deleted enough things on this device and I didn't. So um, we have 10 minutes left before we will literally run out of room. (laughs) So we want to encourage you to listen to this again and again, first Mm -hmm. of all. We want to encourage you to leave us a comment or a review about what pricked your heart. Like, first of all, please don't be the type of person that we're we're, um, hoping to change where you come at us being a bully. Right. Like if there's something that you really were like, hey, I don't agree with this and I'm wondering how you see it. Or when did your views start to change? Like, Start asking some of these questions in a way that is helpful, mm-hmm. in a way that opens up dialogue instead of shuts people down, because we will not reply. No. We will not reply to somebody who is bullying and, and pointing fingers. That's not a, a um, helpful situation. Um, if it's found on our own social media, we will delete it. We can't delete it if it's on iTunes or something like that in a review area, but we will let you know, like, we do want to know, like, what are the things that you're seeing? Mm-hmm. What have you applied from this that maybe, you know, you need some more direction in? Or is there something that you said today where you're like, hey, let's dive more into that? Yeah, but also I want to have more conversations have like more this. Conversations Tell us like that. that. Um, and we're willing to look at both sides of the the fence here because only only when you do that and when you actually listen can you find a common ground to mm-hmm. move forward. That's really what we're looking for here is rebuilding respect and having a common ground for moving forward. So 
Um, we encourage you to maybe even take out a pen and a pencil. Pen and or paper. paper. Yeah, pen, pencil, <laughs> a paper. Pen and a pencil. Be able to write with your writing utensils. Um, and brainstorm ideas on how you can start using the HEAR acronym at work, at home, with your with your friends and family. Like that's when you're going to see the change. Not oh, because yeah. you listen to this one or two times and you're just like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. If you don't put pen to paper and actually apply what you're learning, nothing's going to change for you. No, You're, you're never going to resolve the conflict. So how can you apply humility, expectation, ask, and respect? That's when you're going to see real change in your life. And that's when you're going to be the change in your world. This isn't something where it's like, oh, let's unify the world and change it overnight with one podcast episode. That's <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. But if you apply it, you will start to slowly over time see some changes that are positive. And it's actually going to help you learn more about the people in your life that you love. So that is, we're going to wrap it up with that. And we're going to um, encourage you to join us next week with a brand new episode. And we're going to leave you with our brand new catchphrase, which is until next time, rise up, lead well, and live with intention. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.